Is this a party or what? This the big bad sound. Take it out. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Week a Link with Celine and Alicia. Today, we're going back to the islands and we're joined by Nick Mitchell, a.k.a. Nick International. If you want to follow me on the socials, I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at I'm Nick International. I-M-N-I-C-K-I-N-T-L. That's for both Instagram and Twitter. Finally managed to get them to be the same. And also, please go check out Food and Culture Company. Um, that's Food Culture Co. on Instagram and on Twitter. The handles are exactly the same. If you need to find good places to eat, good suggestions for anything around the Bahamas or around the world, that's the go-to place. And I'm not just saying that because I found it. Go. Yeah, so today we're joined by my cousin, Nick. Um, Nick, if you want to introduce yourself to the listeners, those who don't know you. Uh, Sure. I am Celine's cousin, Nick. I am an attorney. I am a chef. I'm an entrepreneur. I do many different things. I host a monthly wine tasting. I'm also the co-host of a new TV show called The Sip. Please go and, uh, you know, follow ILTV so you can catch the debut in November. That's going to be really fun. And I guess I just consider myself a man of the world. Not much more to it than that. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, a lot of people are connecting the dots that we're related now because Uncle Fred just got like sworn in, and they were like, "Um, this kind of looks like you. Who's this?" (laughs) (laughs) Well, convenient time for them to put two and two together, I suppose. I know they're like, "Oh, so this is you?" Yeah. Huh. Huh. I I, now I got you. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today, Nick. And amidst the global pandemic that we're still in somehow, uh, there has been a push to travel domestically rather than internationally for various reasons. And today we wanted to construct a brief guide to domestic travel in the Bahamas for Bahamians and also for visitors that want to explore the islands beyond New Providence. Yeah, I think recently this has become like people are asking, okay, if I'm coming to the Bahamas, where do I go? Because I had a friend from university come and see me over the summer. And I feel like there's so much more to see than Nassau, obviously. But like everyone's like, okay, Nassau, you go to Atlantis, you go to Bahamas, and that's it. But obviously there's so much more to see. So I think it would be really cool if we could, I guess, explore the family islands, talk about places to see, food to eat the best beaches, maybe even some like, you know, historical stuff, because that's my niche. Um, and I guess to get started, like, where have we been in the Bahamas? Like, what family islands have we been to? It'd be easier to say the ones I haven't been to, actually. Um, not just not just through the pandemic, but I mean, generally, I've been traveling the islands as much as I can in the last couple of years. So the only ones I have left are in the Maikal area. So you got Mayaguana, Inagua, Crooked Island, Acklands, Long Key. And if you want to count, you know, Rum Key and Ragged Island, then I guess I have seven more to go. But I've been to all of the other ones at least once. Um, a couple of them way, way more than just once. And I go to Luther quite frequently. It's my island of choice. Cool. I feel very like my experience pales in comparison because I think I've been to like I can say how many I've been to. I've been to Andres, I've been to Long Island, Exuma, and Eleuthera. So that's my that's my little domestic travel experience. <laughs> well, I mean Wait, at, least you... at least you're getting out and seeing the islands. Because I mean, not many Bahamians can say that. It's it's weird. You find that there are more people who've been to Miami five times than there are who've mm-hmm. been to Grand Bahama once or exactly Elyth once or anywhere in the Bahamas for that matter. Yeah. 
Wait, Celine, are you counting the uh, fifth grade Andrew's trip as your visit to Andrew's? I am. <laughs> wow, like, you ain't had the you ain't had the era out like that. I swear. <laughs> okay, but, like we were there for like a week almost, and we did see a lot of stuff. Yeah. I remember it very. Yeah, well. no. Ooh, a week. I was wondering because I was gonna count it too. So. And if anything, we really saw Andrus, like for real, for real. Like we were staying in the motel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, we'll you get had into a real it. Experience. We'll get into yeah. it, but yeah, yeah, we oh, we was well. getting down with the locals. And I've been to Andrus fifth grade, getting down with the locals. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I went to Andrus Abaco. We went on a. Did we go on a trip to Abaco? I didn't go, yeah. but well, yeah, you guys. I went to Abaco, um, in the sixth grade which was cool and then Eleuthera my mom lives in Eleuthera now so I visit her quite often Eleuthera is also oh, my nice. island of choice I love it there yeah. Eleuthera is my island of choice too I'm I'm very biased I yeah, want to move to Eleuthera low-key same same I've been I've been trying to tell my significant other that we should move there and just commute to Nassau but she's not hearing that so I, that we'll sounds see. so ideal to me like yeah just get on the boat and commute like the bus ride you know yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> that would make that would make for such a such a calm such a calm life outside of this BS city of Nassau. Yeah. Do you mean a daily commute? No, not daily. I would I would only come to Nassau if I needed to. So if I had to go to court and just hop on a flight and come down maybe the day before, leave the day after, but I'd predominantly spend my time in Luther if if the choice were mine. Okay, okay, I got you. That makes sense. I feel like when you think about like the family islands, I really think that Nassau is doing the Bahamas like not a disservice, but if Nassau is what you think of when you think of the Bahamas, there's just like prepare yourself to be even more wowed and like in love with the country because the family islands are just insanely beautiful. Yeah. I mean, for, for all of my friends that have come down to visit, um, you know, my like university buddies and whatnot, whenever they come down, I always try to get them off of New Providence and to any of the other islands, because there's really only two ways you see the beauty of the Bahamas. You either got to get it on a boat and go see the water, or you have to go over to an island and experience, you know, a, a microculture that exists within a, within a bigger country. You know what I mean? Give somebody like a quick spiel about why they should travel domestically. Why would you encourage a visitor to travel domestically as opposed to just staying in Nassau? <laughs> oh, bro, you, you guys only got an hour and a half, right? I could literally yeah. run off. <laughs> five hours um i mean it's a lot it's a lot like going to the uk or going to the us if you're going to a state like new york for example everybody knows manhattan everybody knows the big city tall buildings skyscrapers etc cetera, etc cetera. but then you go to upstate new york into like what they call the boonies in like ithaca for example and you see a whole different side of new york that's just so far removed from the city it makes you wonder am i in the same place I think that that's the, that's the best analogy for me because being in Nassau is great. Nassau has its perks, you know, it's obviously more developed than the other islands um, or the, the other cities on the other islands. And I mean, if you, if you want your Manhattan experience, then Nassau is where you go for that. But the minute you hop on a plane and you touch down in a place like Cat Island, it's, it, it's more than transportive in the sense that you have to fly there. You're almost walking back in time and you get to see a different Bahamas. So if you want a a cultural experience if you if you want to feel like you just hopped out of the delorean with doc and you know it's like geez i didn't know that the world could stand still like this um the out islands definitely offer that um 
there isn't there isn't a single beach anywhere in New Providence that compares to the most basic beach on any other island in the Bahamas. I mean, Cabbage Beach is, is probably the nicest one, you know, nearby. But even still, you could walk through the bush in Cat Island for 10 minutes and then end up on a beach that probably less than a dozen other footsteps have, you know, crossed this particular area of sand. Uh, I mean... The historic sites, it just, it just everything about the islands necessarily demands that people go out and explore because it's it's the Bahamas. It's not the New Providence or the Nassau. So you, you really have to go and see the islands to experience the country. I completely agree. I tried to keep, tried to keep that under five hours. <laughs> no, that's very good. Literally, I was just thinking... The re- when I go to the family islands or when I think of like the history of the family islands, I'm like, I want to learn everything about this. Who lived here? What were their lives like? And I think for me, the reason to travel domestically is to like know about like my family and how they lived. So like recently I found out about like family that lived in Cat Island and in Andrus and like they were part of like the sponging industry. And it's like, that's something that I would want to go and explore like go to the original settlements where my family like grew up and is from because there's so much to be learned from like those I don't know from the people that live there and like to actually physically go there I feel like it's such an interesting experience and cat that's like the number one reason why cat island is like top of my list because like I need to go to cat island because then I feel like I'll feel like okay this is home this is where my people are from yeah, you become you become one with your with your sort of ancestral roots. Um, that's that's one of the reasons that Eleuther is so close to my heart because my maternal grand my maternal great grandmother was a Gibson from Eleuthera. and I had the honor and privilege because like it's nothing short of that to meet two of what would have been her cousins that still live there and. And to learn that much about my family history, to know things about, you know, my gra- about my grandparents that, you know, they never even mentioned. It's, it's just, it, it, it's a really good, it's a really good feeling. It literally makes you feel like you walked from home into a different home. Um, if that, uh, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like when I come home and I go, like when I go home now from university, I, I don't feel like my trip home is complete without visiting at least Eleuthera for me like I think my my mom's family is also from Eleuthera from Hatchet Bay because then we're uh, related family from Hatchet Bay and like just I think I feel like the family islands really make the Bahamas the Bahamas honestly because Nassau at this point uh, is not it's not giving what it's supposed to give at all. I guess maybe for tourists, no. but also I feel like if you're a tourist and you really want to experience that like island island life, you should you cannot even get that in Nassau. Yeah. So I think no, even just like the experience, possible. yeah, even just the the feeling of being on like I don't I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but even the feeling of being there, the air the air is different. Life just goes so much slower. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah I, I said to I said to Pedache on our last trip, like uh, we were we were in Exuma, and literally when you walk off the plane, it, you just feel lighter. Like everything just everything feels better. You you feel happier. Everything around you just seems so crisp and so blue and so nice. Like it's 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 a completely different vibe. Yeah, the air is literally like lighter and more crisp in the family islands. There's something about right? it. Right. 
like even I think my favorite part like about staying in the family and like when we went to Eleuthera um not the last summer but the summer before the sky at night like this I have never seen stars so bright and like you'd think because Nassau is like you know it's a little island or New Providence is a little island you'll be able to see the stars clearly but like the light pollution is crazy there but when you go to Eleuthera and just seeing how like literally a blanket of stars in the sky there's nothing like that it's unmatched I agree. There was um there was a blog post that I wrote a couple maybe like two years ago, um about exactly that, but in San Salvador. There's a stretch of road in San Salvador um that doesn't really have a name. You know, every long road is the Queen's Highway, uh, but there's a certain stretch that goes along the water. It's no lights for maybe three and a half miles down this road. And it literally looks like someone dipped a paintbrush into some white paint or some sparkly, shimmery silver paint and just flicked it up on a navy blue sheet in the sky. Like it's just stars everywhere. Wow. You can you can see what, what looks to be like clusters of galaxies. I mean, I know your eyes can't see that, but this is just how I'm describing it. You could see like clusters of stars everywhere. There's just absolutely no light. Sky is pitch black and it's completely beautiful. Like we, we drove for like 20 minutes just to find this one spot, just to get out the car and be like, that is um like oh if that doesn't make you want to just like get on a flight right now and go to the family islands i don't know what will like i'm getting fomo now yeah yeah me too. <laughs> it's so rainy here i would love to go and i wish i really wish that domestic travel this is a whole uh, the whole another issue but i really wish that more bahamians were able to like experience family islands even if it even if just Eleuthera because San Salvador is much like much further south right it takes it takes longer to get to San Salvador than it does to get to Miami <laughs> Bruh. okay 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 and I think yeah. that's that's I feel like a big problem is like uh, people can't really afford to travel to the family islands but I don't know if it's afford because people will be going to Florida so I'm like what's the price difference like I'm wondering why people are like, okay, I'd rather pay the money to go to Florida as opposed to paying the money to go to the family islands, like something that's closer technically. Well, I think the answer, the, the answer to that is really twofold. Um, a lot of Bahamians don't know what to do in the islands. And so spending that kind of money to go there isn't necessarily as attractive because you have to be honest about it. You know, it's not cheap to go to the out islands. You will probably spend for what, three days, two nights in, you know, Fort Lauderdale or wherever people go, you pro probably spend, what, $500 on a random hotel, your tickets, this and that. So, you know, let's say, let's say two grand comfortably could cover just transport, um, not transportation, flights, accommodations, whatever, whatever. It, it, it will cost you about the same if you want to spend, you know, three days in Cat Island, for example. But the difference is you're paying that money because of scarcity. This, this is not much. You're literally paying to get away from where everything is. And that's really where the value proposition is. But it, it, it's it's just difficult to get people to see that because you think Miami, ugh, Walmart, Target, Cheesecake Factory, Aventura Mall. Then you think like Cat Island, okay? F flower cakes, rake and scrape and lobster. Like, Sounds great. You know, it does. It really does. And it is. But it's, it's a hard marketing sell to people who are just... You know, they figure they get more bang for their buck and going to Florida. Um, yeah, that that's really been one of my issues with domestic travel. I'm not I'm not sure how that's going to change in the coming years, but it really is cost prohibitive a lot of a lot of the time. Yeah, because I think even if if you look at like domestic travel, 
I think even when people ask me, like, if I've been to other places in the Caribbean, I'm like, no, because a lot of times you have to go to Florida and then come back into the Caribbean. And it's like, it's just inconvenient. So you just haven't done it. But I think if I don't know if there's a way to have like a tourism marketed towards Bahamians, then I don't even know if that would work. But some well, they tried of- it. Yeah, they tried it. The Ministry of Tourism used to have a program. Well, not used to. They still have it. Um, it's 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 a program that was started by the Out Islands Promotion Board um, called Two Fly Free. So if you book you book your tickets, um, you know, you book your accommodations for X amount of nights in a participating resort or hotel or something like that, and they comp the airfare on Bahamas Air, which is great. But still, you're going to still spend, you know, a pretty penny in, on most of those places. And that's usually the hard sell. I, I think there's also some unrealistic expectations that Bahamians have of what the family islands are supposed to be, which, I mean, need to be cleared up as much as possible. It's like, I, I, I'd happily spend the money to spend a weekend in Abaco. Like, I don't mind that. I want to stay someplace nice, you know, that, that's what I'm into. But most people, when they look at it, they think to themselves, I'm spending $1,000 to go into nothingness, in their view. They just, they don't, they don't have a grasp of or any sense of enjoyment of what the islands are like. And I, I really blame, I really blame the cost because more people could go, then you have more people like me that would be like, go to the family islands. For a few of your favorite islands that you've visited, what do you think is the major selling point that should get people to visit? And I guess this can be like beaches, activities, food, or all. Like, it depends. What, how would you, it really how would you sell them? It depends on the island. I mean, for example, you take Andros. If you go to Andros, you got to eat some crab. You got to eat anything. People from Andres could cook. For me, that's where the best food in the Bahamas comes from. I, I will, I will die on this hill. I mean that. Um, so you go there for the food. You go there for the folklore to hear all the stories about the Chickchinese and Burbuki and Burabi and all that kind of good stuff. Um, you go to see the blue holes. Uh, you know things like that. If you go to Eleuthera, still, you got to eat a pineapple because it's it's our pineapple. You, you're not going to find a sugar loaf anywhere else in the world that tastes the same as an Eleuthera pineapple. I don't care if Dole pineapples, Dole fruit, whatever wants to consume me. Y'all get those are our pineapples. They stole them. Real talk. Literally. Yeah. Pineapple appropriation. We ain't about that life. <laughs> um, you got to get the pineapples. You got to drive over the glass window bridge, go see Harbor Island. Um, a tart. You got to get a tart from Gregory Town. Amen. Woman amen on the amen hill. What kind of tart? Pineapple tart. It better be a pineapple, a pineapple tart. tart. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Co- coconut tart is not a real dessert. No. Okay. We are not <laughs> doing this. We are not doing this today. <laughs> not. I refuse. I refuse to make this a platform um, for coconut tart hate. I'm literally dead. No. Hey, I'm a I'm a pineapple tart defender. Will I? I, will, I will stand. If you're if you're in a Luther, why would you even eat a why would you okay. eat a coconut tart? Okay. Like, I'll allow it for a Luther. Yes. I'll allow it's it. like that's that's like self-abuse why why just don't do it just eat the pineapple okay. <laughs> and then you know other diff- different islands have different festivals and things like that like there's so many different sort of micro things you can do um cat island has the rake and scrape festival for example um which is usually in june like around the labor day weekend i think um eleuthera you got pineapple fest andres has crab fest i mean every island has a unique identity and 
that's the major selling point. You're not going to have a Cat Island experience in San Salvador. You're not going to have a Long Island experience in Eleuthera. Everything is going to be different, but nonetheless enjoyable and 100% behemoth. Completely agree. And I think those experiences where it's like unique to the island is what like makes the trip memorable. Like the fact that I went to Andres like, how many years ago was that now? Like, I don't know grade five was that math but like the fact that I still remember that trip I still remember us crawling through a cave while they told us a story about the chick charney and we were in the forest so I was like okay well this is it this is our this is a wrap on life because the chick charney is gonna get us like right now I feel like (laughs) that I feel like that was so like underrated of experience like we went on a hike and we're crawling in a cave like you can't really do that and like a bunch like you can't do that in Nassau like go to Case Village and go step into the cave. Like, that's it. I ain't going in that cave. Did it once, not again, never again. Exactly. Just get attacked by bats and a nasty in there. One of my favorite things about the family islands that I, um, it's one of the reasons why I like to take, like, also friends that have visited me there, especially to Eleuthera, is, like, the biodiversity on family islands is so incredible and something that you literally cannot find on, on, well, I guess maybe you can find it in Nassau, but the biodiversity and also like the diversity in the landscape and like the for I don't know topography what's the word like Eleuthera topography has, that's the word you're looking for yeah right like Eleuthera has elevation yeah. and like there's this point in Eleuthera where you're like um where you're about to go into Governor's Harbor and you're it's kind of like it, it's like a little mountain like I'm like where am uh, I right yeah. now it big, doesn't you the big hill really the big d- hill on the way yes. to the airport that'll do it to you yes yeah. it's a big hill and then there's like a turtle pond on one side and then you know there's this rough ocean on the other side and then there's hat like Hatchet Bay Caves I love going to Hatchet Bay Caves and taking people there it's like it's so incredible. You keep putting like, this H in this word. <laughs> I, <laughs> the Atchet Bay Caves, one of my favorite spots, like in the whole country. It's so stunning, and I, I really wish that more people even knew that this existed and that it was something that we could all visit. But I think the fact that our country has so much like biodiversity and diversity and landscape is something that I think we could sell more to ourselves and to others also because Nassau is literally so boring. Nick, when you visit these family islands, do you rent a car or like how would you recommend for people to get around and then also to get there in the first place? Um, consider two things, proximity to New Providence. So you can take a boat to Eleuthera. You can also take a speedboat as far as Bimini, but you know, the ride's going to be a bit longer and crossing over deep water might be a little bit uncomfortable for people who are not really used to boats. Um, so I would say fly, uh, airline prices are, you know, pretty, the, the, the airlines don't really compete. So there might be a couple, you know, five, $10 difference between ticket prices. So just fly where it's possible. Um, and definitely rent a car because it's not like we, there's, there's no Uber in Nassau, so it's definitely none in the family islands. And most things in the islands are kind of far apart. So, uh, you know, if you're feeling adventurous, you put your sneakers on and go for a long walk between the settlements. But um, I tend to recommend getting a car. <laughs> 
in a walk-in because like that's a, even uh, even like <laughs> with the family islands like you have to walk very far until you see something like there's why would I want to walk that I feel like I find like traveling I guess at my at our age I find that like you can't rent a car because they're like oh you have to be like a certain age to like rent a car so you kind of have to like know somebody on the island with a car stuff like that so I don't really know how you get well, I mean that. that's the beauty that's the beauty that's the beauty of the islands you just as long as you got a driver's license people don't really they're not they're not that strict most people are kind of laid back you know they're not they don't they don't tend to care too much we was trying to book a trip and every single rental company that we called was like, no, no stuff. Um, you're in 25. We, we cannot accept you. No insurance. That, that depends on the rental company. Maybe they don't have the ability to have those guys to drive to have drivers of that age. I don't know. But even when I was like 20, when I was 22, 23, I still used to rent a car when I went to the islands. So it never, it never really was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, it's looking like we got to bring the car in the mail boot. And I'm like, that's, that's a bit much. <laughs> done that i've done that before too actually which isn't bad if you're going on a long trip um we went to long island regatta in like 20 oh that was a long time ago it was 2013 um and we put all the rum all the food everything into two nice. coolers put it in my boys explorer and just put the whole jeep on the mailboat and sent it up the day before so when we flew up the next day the car was already there everything we needed was in it you know no need to lift any heavy bags and all that nonsense you just hop hop in the car and go that's actually a good idea. That's that actually that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I guess if it's a group of like yeah, four man. people or so, it's not too expensive to pay for the boat, right? Yeah, I, I mean, even still, it's not it's not that expensive. I think it costs like one hundred and fifty bucks to send a car. Oh, okay. Because oh. I really think that I think the big issue with domestic travel is like people want to go on group trips and you can't just be going on group trips with everybody like me and alicia can attest to this me and alicia really had to break out and go on our own little trips <laughs> otherwise we would never see the places like we would i would have never been in luther i would have never done this like you kind of have you can't be dependent on other people otherwise you will literally never see the family island so if you gotta do you a trip, if you gotta do one little i don't know not solo like be safe and whatever but like you gotta go. Don't rely on people waiting to do one big sixteen people group trip because it's not gonna happen. No group trips. Group trips more often than not, they they just never work out. I've never been much of a fan. Like I mean, you know, I have a I have a group of friends that you know we meet in different countries around the world as often as we can. Um, but our our flex is a little different. One person just jumps in the group chat and says, "Hey, I just booked a ticket to go to Mozambique," and then we'll be like, "All right, cool, bet, let's ride." Timing, dread, <laughs> timing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like that. Although, I mean, family islands are great for group trips. You just it, the organizational part is hard. You know, as soon as you got to pay for stuff, people be like, yeah, yeah. don't know if I it. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, guys. I don't know if this exists, but I wish there could be like some. Actually, I guess this is literally just the purpose of a travel agency. But I wish there was some way a trip could be organized already, and we just. Pay for it. Pay a fee and like the ticket is booked, the uh, Airbnb is rented, the car is rented, fridge is stocked. That would be great. Yeah, I tried. I tried to do that, as a matter of fact, with a group trip to Eleuthera. Um, and I mean, I got it was fully booked out within within two days. Uh, it was it was a pretty good deal, too. Um, I think it was five, five twenty five a person, three days, two nights. Nice, you know, seven bedroom villa. You got your own space. 
infinity pool transportation included tour guide to go around the island and whatnot. The only thing that caused that not to pop off um, was that the government at the time changed the COVID regulations. And then some people were like, I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm not into that. I'm not doing a COVID test. So yeah, bro, I'm not going. Um, so we lost, you know, I lost the number. But I know that it's possible. I think it's just about timing. Yeah, something uh, a really good group trip to the Family Islands is like my dream, and it just hasn't happened yet, but it's coming, and I feel it. Me and Alicia want to go to Cat Island next summer, so you should yeah. absolutely. It's coming soon. When you go, ask for, ask for my boy Ezra down by Fountain Bay. Uh, that's a nice, a really, really nice place to stay down in the bite. See, really that's where Alicia people from there. From where yeah, Fountain from the Bay, bite, man, he's a real island woman. From Bite. And they from oh um, yes, yep. My people from T Bay, so anyway. Yeah, as a Gilbert, I'm a Gilbert from Cat Island and a Cambridge from Atchet Bay. <laughs> oh, finally you dropped the eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on your, do you have like a top three islands that you visited? Oh, yeah. Abaco, I used to go to Abaco maybe, she's just about every weekend for a year and a half, give or take. That was my, like, Friday after work. Instead of going to happy hour and running up a big check, spending money on drinks, I would just pack a small bag and go straight to the airport. Um, head over. I had some good friends that lived there, so I just, you know, stayed for a weekend. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Best crack conk I've ever found in the Bahamas. Um, shout out to the Valley in Foxtown. And I don't know, there's just something about the vibe of Abaco. Like you get a little bit of the affluence, you get a little bit of the island, you get a little bit of the modern, you get a little bit of the rural. Um, if you're into boating and whatnot, you can sell hire a boat and just go coasting around the Keys and all of that. It's always a fun time. Uh, so I really enjoyed Abaco. That would be my number one. Um, I can't really say that Eleuther is second. I think it's tied with Abaco. Um, so I'll just say that. Eleuther has always been a place that's very near and dear to my heart for sentimental reasons. Um, my grandparents lived there for a long time, or my grandfather, I should say, lived there for a long time. Um, my heritage is in Savannah Sound, Eleuther. And it's just one of those places, you know, it's called the Freedom Mile, and you really just feel free. Like, Eleuther just gives you a different, it's, it's a different vibe. It's, it's like the best medicine for your soul. The minute you get off that plane at Governor's Harbor, go down to Buccaneers, get you a little breakfast, and you just you sit there and look at the water and it's just like, damn, I needed this. <laughs> I really needed this. My third is definitely Cat Island. Um, Cat Island has a lot of hidden gems. Uh, some of the most beautiful beaches I've seen. The food, the food, the food. Now, I hope no Andrews people watch this and get mad, but the Cat Island people coming for y'all because boy they get cooked down there i mean ugh, the pace of life down there is slow um everything is beautiful you know it's just, it's just it's just really cool vibes it's a good place to restore restore one's soul so to speak those would definitely be my that would be my top three like if i had to take somebody island topping amazing amazing i can't form a top three but i will say that my favorite place in eleuthera is um what is it i think it's like rainbow bay or something or is it like rainbow beach is it rainbow bay rainbow bay just okay. outside of, in rainbow bay and it's like this hidden beach 
And every time I'm feeling stressed or like I need to like relax, I pull up this picture on my phone or I like pictured in my head that feeling of being out there, standing out on the cliff, looking out into the ocean and then looking to my left and seeing this like hidden like little cove and it's like a beach and it has these little rocks and like the perfect sand and we couldn't get down there. But every time I think about that, I'm like, life is perfect. I could simply retire here and everything would be fine. Like that is like my happy place in my head. So 10 out of 10 would recommend Rainbow yeah. Bay. And yeah. yeah. Eleuthera is definitely my number one. I think my favorite spot is either um, Lighthouse Beach or there's a really beautiful beach in Gregory Town, which is like right next to, um, it's opposite the little like hotel thing that Taja's family owns. And it's like right next to Lenny Kravitz property or whatever, it's like just a stretch. Me and just, you mean near to the, near to when you're leaving Gregory Town? heading towards yeah 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 coming out of Gregory Town but right before the glass window bridge is a beautiful beach like on the left there it's I love that and then for food um there's this woman called Cheryl have you had Cheryl Cheryl's Inn down south like when you head in towards um um where Island School is she has her crackon. That's like the most tender crackon I ever had in my life. Yeah, Cheryl, <laughs> she by the Cape. Her crackon is off the chain. And then there's this woman who has comforters on the beach. Have you been to Wems Bite? Like Wems Bite is like really, really south. I think also heading towards the Cape. It's yeah, mad dead far, dead far. But like for these, I would drive all, like my mommy now lives in the north. And when I was recently in Eleuthera, I drove all the way down to Wems Bite just to get this crackon this uh comforters she wasn't there so that like ruined my day but yeah but best comforters ever i don't even think i've had conch and that's what it tastes like it does in eleuthera is there something about it ain't the same the food hits different <laughs> in the family islands. Like something about like Nassau somehow has the air of gentrification on Bahamian food. I don't wanna, you know, I hate to say it. I hate to say it because obviously Bahamians can cook, but something about family island food that is hit different. Yeah, man. The smiling people be uh, cooking things the old fashioned way. You know, no commercial, nothing, no MSG food, none of that. Salt, pepper, goat pepper, and love. Literally, that fat, that fresh bread and like the hard cheese, I could literally just eat that. Like, I could really live off of fresh bread and hard cheese. Like, that's a real talk. Um, I, I love cheese? that bread from Mr. Sands. Well, he's dead now. I don't know if it's like just that like regular cheese that is being in the food store, you know, the blo- the orange block, or if like they don't make cheese out there, right? They can't. Man, it's called like government cheese, man. That tastes that. okay, but it's slapping, <laughs> slapping up. Tastes good. Either dust a slam bam is all you need. Okay. <laughs> like I told y'all earlier, if I could, I would move to I move to Luther now. I would leave all of my things and just go. Literally, my dream, I, like life, is to live in the family islands and like. Just have no one bother me and just work on a Bahamian history book. And then that's my life. Just be on the family islands, go to the beach, wake up, write my little book. And, you know, that's it. That's my life. To do, yeah, I would love to be able to, like, be paid to live live in a Lutheran and do research or something. Or even I would love to run a little Kong farm, have, have my little garden, my little farm, like, maybe attract tourists to come work and then they can stay with me and... That sounds that, sus. That's my dream. That sounds what do you sus. Mean? What do you mean have tourists come live with you? It's called ecotourism, baby. 
So all of them, they just come live on my farm. You don't know about wolfing. It's giving um, it's giving uh, cults. I don't know. It sounds very, no. it sounds very kool-aid i agree like <laughs> come on down to the island and we'll grow some conk and you can farm and like it sounds very strange no watch me and my mommy me and my mommy are gonna pull 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 this together all you gotta do is set up your little farm and make a little housing like a little dormitory for the tourists and then they come and stay and then they work for you and like they get the experience of living on the island being a farmer like you know getting in tune with the earth and you get free labor and like you know you get free labor you're not used to living yeah. that is so strange <laughs> this just sounds it's literally so not <laughs> no i'm so sorry it's actually a thing and i think it would be very cool i think my mom's actually kind of interested in doing it um, okay, in okay, okay she wants to like she want to get her little farm started and then, like, you can educate people through that and bring people in to, like, you know, experience, like, life with a local or whatever. I'm pretty sure we got through everything, Nick, but Salim was just wondering if there's anything you wanted to address further or, I don't know. I kind of want to ask y'all a question. Okay, go so what, what, what would make it easier? What would make it easier or more attractive for you guys to get to the family islands outside of the cost of it? Nothing. I'm ready to go. No, literally nothing. I would move. I would move to any family island if I could. Yeah, I'm ready. Like, if I finished my like uni education and they were like, "We need Bahamians to, you know, start up life in Cat Island," I'd be like, "Okay, so where's the housing? What's the what's the plan? Like, let's go." <laughs> like, genuinely, I would Please, move to the I family. Promise when you come when you come home again, I will take you to Cat Island. I have to go. That's where my people are from. I go practice obey with the people band. Hey, hold on now. <laughs> that's, listen, I'm from T Bay and that's the Obea capital. So just saying. Y'all watch out. I think one thing that would make it more I, I don't remember what your question was, but I more think like one thing that would make it more Yeah, one thing that would make it more attractive for me, I guess two things. One is like if there was more investment in educating people about the history of the family islands and like within that different settlements because like even just on a Luthra there's so much going on in, in each settlement or like the history of each settlement is so different the north versus the south even to like harbor island Spanish wells like that kind of thing like if there were you know even just signs and different settlements or like different spots like what what was going on here what is the significance of this area to the people and to the country like that would be very interesting um and then also just like accessibility of like activities like if i if there was i mean i don't know because in, on a, like you that what am i saying maybe if there was just more to do like but also, what can you do? And it really ain't much to do. You just freaking go to the beach or go to the blue. The whole point like in beach. my mind, like you yeah. go to do nothing. <laughs> why, what, why are you trying to you go, go to nothing? Like, yeah, that's true. Y'all relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that that's probably my number one is like if there was more um, maybe spotlight on the history and like the significance of the culture in each settlement and like just look literally education about what's going on and 
why we should celebrate this aspect of our country. Hmm. Well, I hope that, you know, I, I hope in the coming, in the coming months, coming years, that more Bahamians, I, I mean, foreigners will always go, but really and truly my heart cries when Bahamians don't go and visit their own islands. Like you have an entire playground at your disposal in your own country. Um, and you'd rather go to somebody else's and enjoy your time. I mean, notwithstanding that, you know, I branded myself as Nick International, a big part of my life is domestically focused because I love, I love to go, you know, as far away as possible, but nothing makes me happier than just hopping on a flight and going to an island. Like, I, I love that. I love that vibe. Yeah. You should change your ad to Nick Domestic. I agree. That just doesn't have the same ring to it. I agree. Nick, <laughs> Nick Local. No, that sounds like Bahamas logos. Bahamas logos. <laughs> That's suck. actually a good point. It does sound like Not Nick local. <laughs> I do Say have Nick one local. more question. Hey, hey, go for okay, it. Okay, my question is, how do we feel about the swimming pigs? I'm over it. Like I've never <laughs> seen the appeal. Like wet, out. wet animals. Like you. No, they cute. They cute. They cute. Ew. They're adorable, but I mean, the, the, we've taken it too far now. They were in they were in Exumo because these like feral pigs just on this island, whatever, whatever. Boom, feral. let's go. Pig swim, whatever, whatever. I just, I read that someplace. Um, you know, they're just they're there. But then people started putting pigs on islands as attractions. So if you go to Abaco, there's a place called Munjak Key that has pigs on it. They have swimming pigs in Spanish wells. They have swimming pigs in Rose Island now. So it's, I'm over it. I, I, if I wanted my bacon to swim, I would throw the damn bacon in the sea. I, you know, it's not. <laughs> so you're saying you should <laughs> defund the pigs is what you're saying. Basically, yeah. All right. <laughs> defund defund the pigs. Defund I gotta write that down. I think that's a great place to end it off. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title, defund the pigs. Just no context. I like that. You should use that. Thank you so much, Nick, for joining us. This was a very fun and insightful conversation. And we hope that if you're listening, you're encouraged to book that flight and make that trip to visit one of the many beautiful islands of the Bahamas. I'd say thank you for having me. It was great having a chat with both of you. And I have to make it a priority to get you to Cat Island. <laughs> exactly. Cat Island trip coming soon. Loading. Yeah, thank you all for tuning in this week. Follow our pages at Weagling Pod on Twitter and at Weagling Podcast on Instagram to stay updated when we post new episodes. We'll see you in two weeks. Weagling. Bye,